And so, as we move into reading, I want you to remember the message that we, gave, we got last week, what Florence ministered unto us last week. The essence of sowing and reaping. And I'm pray, I pray that each one of us who may get an opportunity, go back to the podcast, listen to that particular word that our beloved one shared with us. There is a great teaching there. There is a great, great word that will change our lives and change so much that concerns us if at all we heed what the Spirit is speaking unto us. Now the Word of God says in John chapter 1 from verse 1 to 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. Then I would like us to jump across to Colossians chapter 1 verse 12 to 16. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12 to 16. The word of God says, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption. Through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, I want you to remember what we read in John, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. Remember what John told us initially. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. It says in, in the beginning, he says, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was nothing made that was made. And here Paul comes and tells us, in this, in, in, the, in the Colossians, where we have read, he says that, that you know, for by him all things were created, whether they are in heaven, on earth, or under the earth, wherever it is that they may be. As we enter into the sharing, or we are sharing, the main thing that God has been being laid upon my heart the whole of this particular week is God is calling you and I, us together as a church and individually, once again to re says where we stand in relation to this particular word. For he's calling you and I to start living daily with and in the word. Those are the words that came. I want you to live daily with and in the word. I pray that he will be able to communicate the same message into your spirit as he communicated into, into my spirit. All for the glory of his wonderful name. Remember the reading we had this morning as Jennifer was reading unto us that, that particular book in Revelation chapter 16. 
Jesus says, Behold, I am coming as a thief. And he says that is in verse 15, Blessed is he or she who watches and keeps his or her garments, lest he or she walk naked and they see his or her shame. There is a shame that is coming upon men and women in the days ahead. There is a terrible judgment as we have read in that place. It is not a joke. You know, one of the things is that we, we make jokes with each other, but God doesn't do any jokes. His word is actually exactly what he says is what he means. He doesn't joke. He will not say, that, oh, oh, no, I was just joking. No, man, don't mind, don't mind. It's not going to happen. No, 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 no. When he says it, he means it. And he's not going to go back to his word. And that is the essence of what our, our beloved one read this particular morning. I pray that it awakens us. Take a moment and go back to Revelation chapter 16. Just read just that chapter. And see the terrible judgments that God is planning to bring upon mankind. Don't think it is a joke. There are those who say God is so good, he will not judge and destroy men. And we will not forget it, man. That particular word is his word. And he's warning us in advance that there is a judgment that is coming upon mankind. And But Jesus tells us there, blessed are you, or blessed am I, who have managed to walk in that particular place where our garments have not been soiled by the world. And he says that our nakedness will not be revealed and shame will not come upon us. And that grace is found only in the Lord Jesus Christ as he tells us, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And as John tells us here, he is the one who was in the beginning with God. He is the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. Now, as we step into this particular aspect of living with and in the word of God, it is for you and it is for me likewise. And God bless you, those who are the beloved ones who share on, on the WhatsApp group. You drop in scriptures and here and there so that at least somebody gets a word, you know, a, a, a verse thrown across unto you. Whether, you know, if you manage to read it, it will do something for you. Take time, look at it and read it. There is a blessing in the word of God. Now, what is he saying? He's indicating that, you know, the idea, the idea. Of you and I, I'm talking of the con our conception in the wombs when we were formed in our mother's wombs, or even when Adam himself was made by God on that particular day. The idea of you and I, you know, all who we are came forth from the Word. Everything about you and about me, in the way, what the Scripture is basically indicating to us there is that we came forth from the Word. He's indicating you are not an accident. And many times there are those who look at themselves and they feel they are, it's like they, they are not supposed to be here. And so suicidal thoughts come upon us and we try even to destroy ourselves. He's saying that you are not an accident. You didn't just come here by chance that you dropped and you happened to be about. No. You are an original idea in the word of God. He is called Jesus Christ. 
He manifests himself in so many different ways. That's the reason why we can't be able to box him in any particular corner. He is awesome. He is spirit. He is the word. He is Jesus. He is the king of kings. He is the prince of peace. He is the everlasting father. He is the mighty God. Yeah. If you look at his names, he blows your head. And you wonder, who is he? Because he comes in so many different colors. And yet he is the one and the only one who he is. But he says, you and I, we are the idea that came from him. He never makes an accident. So start thinking of yourself right now. I am not an accident. I am here because the word designed and planned me to, here, uh, to be here. And for that particular reason, my purpose says and my, whatever it is that I've got to be must come to realization in the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm not going to give up and be discouraged and decide, oh no, there is no hope for me, no, because I'm not an accident. You are not an afterthought. That, you know, he was in the course of doing something, they were, oh, I'm going to make a date, you know, and then brought, brought a date. No, 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 no. He had, you planned from the very onset, he planned and said, oh yeah, I've got this idea called a date. And this Odette is coming to become a wonderful woman of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Put your name in that particular place. You are not, you know, you're not here by coincidence. You know, you don't just didn't appear by coincidence. No. There is a plan. He says all things were made by him, through him, and for him. Amen. He didn't make anything. You didn't come on just by coincidence. Oh, you mean, oh. This is a nice one. I, 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 it's nice I made up. No, 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 no. That is not the kind of God or the word that the, the, the one that formed you. He indicates you're not a freak. You know, you just, you, you just have everybody looks at you and they say he's a freak or she's a freak. No, 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 no. Tell them you forget it. I am not a freak. I am an original idea. The one and only, there is none like this idea that God came up with, all for the glory of his wonderful name. You are not a twist of fate. People believe in fate. Don't believe in fate. There is nothing like fate when it comes to you, because the word ordained and planned and brought you forth in the way that the Father desired you to be. He says, through him, God made all things. And hence, the Father delights in the Word. And because the Word is original, He's packed with wisdom. Nothing of you was done by mistake. Praise God. In the beginning was the Word. And that Word formed and made you all for the glory of God in the highest. He indicates that, you know, that you and I, we have been made through the Word and for Him according to His plan. You are not just made to be tossed around by men and women. Don't feel yourself that, oh, my parents misuse me. My brothers misuse me. My sisters misuse me. My neighbors misuse me. Oh, in the church, I'm nothing. Or oh, in my company, I'm just the least of all. No, that he is, you know, you were created. He made you through the word, by the word, you know. And why? According to his plan for him. Not for any other man. Don't submit yourself to men and women and be a slave of men and women to do their biddings. Do the biddings of the word. Because you are made for the word, by the word, to be able to manifest the word, this particular word, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
He wants you and I to arise in the power and in the strength that God releases in us by his grace. That you are not an opinion of a man or a woman. What they say is immaterial. Even me, what I might say about you is immaterial. Wait and hear. Is he saying something about me which the word is saying? If it is not, throw it out of the window and tell me, Paul, forget it. I'm not taking that what you have said about me. I only choose to hear what the word says about me. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. He indicates this one thing, that there is an imprint, maybe like a seal, or there is a signature of the word on every aspect of your being. Every aspect of your being has got his signature on it. It has got his imprint on it. That's how unique and how precious you are in the eyes and in the purposes and the will of God. So don't belittle that. Even this hair. Remember he said he even knows the number of hairs upon your head. Why? He has his signature on each one of them. He has written his own precious signature on each single hair of yours. Whether it is black or white or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's important thing. He has written his signature all over it. It belongs to him. Every breath you breathe. Every thought. That you know every thought that comes from your mind. You know he said our thoughts. Our words. Our emotions, our actions, you know, in one word, they reflect on the word, which is always in the background. The word of God is the background of, of, of it is like the screen. It is just like the screen. And you and I will stand on that particular screen. So every thought of yours is on the, from the background of that particular word. And I want you to start thinking and imagining, just like Florence was teaching us last time. As I stand on this particular screen that, you know, it displays me across, how am I manifested before the whole world in light of this particular screen? Because this is the screen, the word that has made you, brought you forth, planned you. So anytime when I think contrary to what it is that is written there, it is so magnified because it's so clear. It is so clear. I, that one is not it. it, is, it, it, it that is completely out of order. And that's why he's calling you and I. I want you, my children, to live daily with and in the word in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hear what David says. I think, and think on this word that David declares in a psalms that you, in a psalm that you know, where he says in Psalms chapter one thirty nine, you comprehend, rather you know my sitting down and my rising up. That is from verse two. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways. There is not a word on my tongue. But behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. That is showing you what it is the word thinks about you. He is ever homing in on you at all times. There's not a single moment that that word 
He was in the beginning with God. He was God. He is God. There is not a single moment that that word lets you off his rudder. You are ever under his surveillance at all times. That's why he said, that's what David telling us there. He said, where will I run from your presence, O God? Where can I hide from your spirit, O God? He said, he said, even if I go into the darkness, the darkness is like the light to you. Because even the darkness cannot hide from you. You are so concerned about me. You are so, he's so concerned about you. He is ever always, even when you are asleep, he's smiling over you and watching over you. Every single snoring, even as you snore, your snoring doesn't put him off. You know, your snoring can put me or put her or put him off. No, not him. He enjoys even the snoring as you snore. Because why? You are made by him. You are made through him. You are made for him. Amen. That's how glorious and how wonderful, how unique, how precious you are to this particular word that he has given unto us. Listen what he says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 and 13. He says the following Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 to 13. For the word of God is living and powerful. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing of soul and spirit. And of joints and marrow. And is a designer of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Did you hear that? There is one as, to whom we must give account. That one whom we must give account to happens to be called the word. He is the word of God who was in the beginning with God. And so, he's indicating to you and I, we're going to give an account to this particular word. How am I? I encourage you, my brother and my sister, so the Lord was speaking unto me. Live with the word. Live in the word. Let the word be your companion in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I repeat again. Live with the word. Live daily with the word. Let the word be your companion, let the word be your bread, let the word be your water, let the word be the food of your thoughts in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, all for the glory of God in the highest. Because he tells us in that place of John, he indicates and he says that, you know, in him the word was life, that is in the same 1 John 1 to 5, in him was life, that is, Every manifestation of life is because of him. Remember what he has told us in Hebrews where we read. He says, there is no creature hidden from his sight. There is no creature hidden from his sight. Whether it be the mosquito, whether it be the small ant, whether it be the whale in the sea, it doesn't matter whether it be you or me. Nothing is hidden from his sight. 
Remember, there's a place even where he says, you imagine that even the leaves that fall from the tree, not a single leaf falls without him knowing, oh, a leaf has fallen from the tree in Perivale. Oh, that one has fallen from the tree in the Amazon. I think of how many trees there are on the face of the earth. And yet, this word is strange. He has a record of each one of them as he's seated on the throne. He knows, oh, that particular leaf has fallen down. Now imagine how many we sweep across or whatever the, the, the street. We don't even think about them at any one single time. Now what is he saying? In him was life. That means apart from him, we are lifeless. What is it to be lifeless? To be lifeless is to be listless. Think of the many times, maybe as you walk in life, in the times when you are discouraged and you feel, you feel you're so listless, you don't want anything, you don't even feel like breathing. You just want to keep quiet and maybe just switch off like that because of discouragements and setbacks and, you know, hangovers and what have you, and you feel things are not working out. He says, apart from him, that's what happens. So any moment you feel listless, check yourself. The word, I have cut myself from the word. Because the word will never cut itself off from you. He says he's ever looking at your thoughts. He, even before you put a word on your tongue, he knows ah, he's going to say this. He knows he, he's aware of us at all moments. And he's trying to encourage you. To be, life, to be lifeless means you are spiritless. Think of how many times you are spiritless. You are so down that you feel like giving up and you feel that nothing matters at all. Those moments be very, be, be, be very alert. What is happening is you are cutting yourself from the word because in him is life. And the absence of the word in you makes you to be spiritless. You become apathetic. You know, you become half-hearted. You know, there's that fervency of spirit that is, seizes from you and you feel in everything you are doing, you don't even want to put in whatever strength you want to put in. You do a service and you're doing it half-heartedly. You don't feel, the Bible says, whatever you do, do it with a whole heart for the glory of God. That is the command he gives unto us. But many times we do stuff in a very terrible way. Even if it is cooking, yesterday there was the ladies' fellowship. I happened to sneak in. I had a wonderful breakfast. It was, <laughs> I was hiding in plain sight. So many of them didn't see me. But Louis did a wonderful job. It was a glorious, glorious breakfast. I really enjoyed it. And you see, and what he said, whatever you do, do it unto the glory of God. He did it to the glory of God as they walked together there with Caroline in the, in, in the, in the kitchen and Mary also on the, on the vegan stuff. And I was there enjoying all of it, giving glory unto God in the name of the name of Lord Jesus Christ. God is glorified in that which you do. Do it with the whole heart in Jesus' name. If you want to love the brethren, love them with the whole heart. If you want to minister unto people, minister unto them with the whole heart. If you want to be merciful, be merciful unto them with the whole delight and the whole heart. Full of life, not lethargic. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the glory of God. Don't be slothful. Anytime we are slothful in life, it is an indicator. Oh, life, the word has stepped aside. I will not the word has stepped aside, but I have stepped aside from the word. I'm not having the word in my system. I'm not having the word pumping in my spirit. You know something I've done in my life? 
I literally memorize so much of the scripture over and over again. And some people might wonder, what is wrong with this guy? Why do you have so many scriptures? I'll pump chapters and chapters and chapters of the word. If I was to stand here and start narrating them, I would sing and sing over and over and over, chapter after chapter after chapter after chapter. Why? Because that word, there is something about it. Whether I understand what I'm, I'm speaking, whether whatever I put is just not for fun. I don't want it to remain on the pages. Neither do I want it to remain in the, in, in, the, in the gadgets that I will refer to it when I want. No, I want it hidden right here that I can speak it out at any one time without having to refer to anybody or anything. The living word of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It will change your life. It will make you to stand through the storms. It will make you to overcome the moments of darkness and the moments of despair. The moments when you feel that there is no ground under me, the world will suddenly become the ground under you and you'll still be standing while the pits that they have dug under you, they are all of them there and they're wondering why isn't she sinking? Why isn't he sinking? Why? Because the world is packed on the inside here. I literally float on the power of the wings of the word in the name of Jesus Christ. I will not sink in Jesus' name. That's what God is saying, live daily with and in the word, in the name of Jesus Christ. It says, the word is our light. That's what he tells us in that place of John. He says, and he says, and he says in him was life, and the life was the light of men and, the, and women, and the light shines in the darkness. He is the light. What does that mean? Apart from him, we are in the dark. Any moment you cease to meditate on the word and the word is not working at, at work in you, we are entering into that particular corner of darkness. Any moment that the word is uh, uh, not clear in us, we start becoming corrupt. There is the one wonder about us human beings. The moment you place the word aside, you start getting corrupt. Have you seen how put your food nice, nice stew that you have made? And make sure it is, you know, it is the, the temperature in the room is very warm. Very warm, very warm, and just leave it there. Leave it there for the, you know, the whole day. Don't bother with it. Say, just my stew, it is nice. I'm not going to preserve it. Come back later, you know, maybe one day later, come and something strange is smelling in the kitchen. What is happening? There's a foul smell that is coming up. Why? The stew that was so wonderful and nice suddenly starts bringing out a foul scent. And you start wondering, what has happened? Why? Because the conditions were not right. That happens to you and to me. The moment we place ourselves apart from the word and we stop living daily with and in the word, that's what becomes of us. Suddenly, a corruptness starts to enter into our spirit, into our inner man. It, it corrupts our emotions and our thoughts and our words. In line with what we were reading, we were, we were taught last week. And suddenly, fresh, strange thoughts start coming through my spirit. Strange thoughts come into my mind. Strange desires, strange words start coming out of my mouth. 
a very dear child of God who was so wonderful. Suddenly you found him is on the road and somebody cuts him in front and he's there he's shouting, look at that cow, look at that donkey. And he's calling a fellow man a donkey, a fellow man a cow. He's a born again spirit filled brother and sister. Yet suddenly all the world has been left aside and he decides that particular person is a pig. You know, you're a dog. You're a dog. And you, you wonder what happens to, to beloved ones. They are so calm and nice. Look at them here. They are wonderful. Wonderful. Wait until when they get behind the steering wheel. Suddenly they become a transformed man and a transformed woman. They are throwing missiles left, center, and right. The word has disappeared. May God grant you and me grace. Praise the Lord. We are all guilty of that. And I'm praying that God, as he speaks unto us, we may be able to live daily with and in the word, in the name of Jesus Christ. When the word is apart, vileness starts coming into our spirit, into our system, because the word is not there. He says the light shines in the darkness. This word shines in our spirit and our spirit starts to become like if the word is not there or any moment we put the word aside wickedness starts to creep in into our system and suddenly you find your hands are doing things that you never imagined that you could be able to do and you say well, oh God what have I done? Why? Because the word stepped, you place the word aside. He wants us to daily live in, with, and in the word in the name of Jesus Christ. When the word steps aside, bitterness suddenly starts rising up. Any moment you fail, resentment and bitterness starting to come in your spirit. Let it be a check. A red flag. The word has disappeared. Where did I leave the word? Run for that particular word. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. No stands in the way of sinners. No sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. It's not only in the day. Even in the night. Praise the Lord. It is the delight of his or her soul. Whether you understand it or not, put it in your mind. Oh, I will meditate on this particular word. How Lord our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Who has set your glory in the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength. So that you may, you know, uh, uh, silence the avenger. You may silence the fall. When I consider the heavens, the sun and the stars, the moon which you have made. You are, what is man that you are mindful of him? Mm -hmm. Or oh, the son of man that you visit him? As you start declaring those words in those moments of resentment, you say, oh, he visits me. He will visit me now and he finds a breathing fire against my daughter Mary. No, why, why, why? You know, he tells me, come on, check it out. You are destroying your daughter with your, with your anger. Change it. You are destroying your friend with your anger. You know, that, that is the Lord is seeking out. When unforgiveness, when the word is away from us, unforgiveness rises from within. Then we start becoming vain. Vain and, and we lose sight of what the Lord has desired for us. Now, the word is the closest way that God saw fit to reveal himself to you 
and to relate with you. That is the best way that the Father found. It is the way of the Word. These particular scriptures, they are not just writings of men and women. There is something unique about these particular scriptures, and I will encourage you. Pump them into your spirit. Pump them into your mind. Pump them into your heart. Let them become your friends at night and day or whatever it is that you are. The word is the closest way that the Father found fit to reveal himself to you and also to be able to relate with you. Briefly look at the beginning. In the beginning before the fall, everything in the Garden of Eden was beautiful and wonderful. But nothing was as refreshing, as reassuring, as encouraging, and as comforting as when the voice of God was heard. When he came and brought the elephant and asked Adam, Adam, can you name it? Let me see what you name it. And I looked at it and said, that is an elephant. Said, Lovely. That's a nice name. He brought the pig, and this one, that's the pig. Ah, good, love that. You, you, you're doing good, you're doing good, you're doing good. He brought a mosquito, that's a mosquito. Ah, lovely, Adam, you're doing good, you're doing good. He brought this particular mango tree, this one, I'll call that one mango tree. It was, that, that voice was always a comforting voice, encouraging voice, and a farming voice affirming everything that this particular creation was, whatever the creation was saying, because it was aligned to the word, the word that made it, the word that formed it, as it could speak, the word was saying, yes, you've said it right. Even up to the time when, the, when Eve came out, he told, she will be called woman. And the Lord said, yeah, well spoken, Adam. That is a good idea. That is a good idea. We will call her, we will call her woman. Each and everything that Adam did, there was that particular wonderful affirmation. I want you to imagine that voice of unconditional love speaking to you every moment of your day. Whenever you turn yourself, the word is speaking unto you, Dwayne, it is well. It's going to be well. All for the glory of God. When you turn to the right, say, it is well. It's going to be well. This is the way. Walk in it. All for the glory of God. Now realize, nature and creation have their own story that they tell about God. In Romans chapter 1 verse 20, the word of says, the word of God says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. That is in creation, God has even revealed his eternal power and his Godhead. Imagine, when you look at the trees, there's something about them that he is revealing the Godhead of God. That which has made many churches to split and wonder, God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they wonder, they can't be able to make head or tail of what the Godhead is like. Yet he says, in creation, in nature, he's already displayed it there all, even about the Godhead. But realize, you must have a very focused eye to be able to see. And you must have a very attentive ear to be able to hear the message that nature 
and creation are giving. That's why he has given you the word. It is easier to hear the word. We look at creation and we don't see anything. We don't grasp anything. We just see beauty. We don't see power. We don't see the eternal aspect of the Godhead. We don't see the eternity of God in the creation as we look at it. But his word, if it comes through to you, you will hear and pick it straight away. For my sheep hear my voice and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life. So think about it and meditate on that. Next week, God willing, we'll continue with this particular series of, of the word and living with and in the word. Let take, if you take anything home today, just take home that particular one aspect, living with and in the word, moment by moment, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It will change your life. If you have been lazy in the sense of being able to put scripture into heart, I want to sell and come to encourage you to challenge you. Go once again and sit. Decide, I must put at least, even if it is one verse, into memory. I'll put that one, work on it, work on it. It will take me one week to be able to put that verse into my head. I will take on one verse on, on, on work on it the whole, the whole week and make sure that verse is in my head, that I can speak it anywhere, wherever I am. Start somewhere, all for the glory of God. There are those I know who can swallow four, five chapters or six chapters in a day, and they program it into the head, and they move on. They started it when they were many, many years ago. And it is encouraging when you relate to the word in that way. So may God help you, and may God help me. We may discover the beauty that God has available for us in this world. Let it be the most important thing in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Once again, fall in love. Fall in love with the scripture. I'm talking about the writings of the prophets and the apostles. Take them to heart. They are not just writings of men and women. There is the Spirit of God that is uniquely at work in these particular pages. But when you take them out and put them into your spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we give you glory and we give you honor. May your name be glorified because you are worthy. Reveal your word unto us as your children. Change us that we may fall in love with the word of God. May your name be glorified in us. Open our eyes that we may see your word. Open our ears that we may hear your word. Open our hearts. We may grasp and understand your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. And so may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. May he establish you in his shalom. In Jesus' name. Amen.